Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Been a hectic couple weeks, and got another hectic couple weeks coming up. Yeah, I feel out of sorts, because we didn't record last week, and I was wondering what was going on, and yeah, like... These past few weeks have been a bit of a blur and just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so I'm glad that we're back in the swing of things recording on our normal night. So excited about that. And yep, we are going to try and record next week. Uh, we'll be recording early if we manage it, but uh, I'll be out of town for a concert. So if the hotel Wi-Fi is just so bad, it's not possible. We unfortunately won't be able to record till the week after, but. Well, I hope it works out because honestly, uh, we've got a we got a, a jam packed slate tonight, which means things could slide off the plate. But we will see. We'll try to get through it all, folks. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to discuss, including maybe possibly. Uh, well, we got a bunch of heroes, but maybe possibly some sacred stones. That's going strong still, but we shall see. And the only way to get there is to truck forward into. All the stuff that's been happening in Fire Emblem Heroes over the last two weeks, starting with the banners that are currently running. We've got the weekly revival banners with Grey, uh, Brave Ike, and Brave Lucina. Uh, double special heroes going until the 4th of March. Legendary heroes, Krom going to the 5th. Dread Isle, the new heroes going until the 6th. Lovely Gifts, the new uh, Love Abounds heroes until the 6th. Grails Devoted going to the 13th. These are all March dates, by the way. And Love Abounds until the 15th of March. Finally, Heroes with Blazing Wind until the 11th of March. Uh, Eddie, how have your summons been? You mean to tell me the end dates aren't last month or or April? Yeah, you're going to have to go back in time for these ones, folks. You're right. Actually, funny enough, there is no more February. (laughs) Man, you're right. Today is the 1st of March, so I shouldn't have even had to clarify. So (laughs) that's a very good point. Not one to I mean, let, guess, let that slide. You know, seasonal might have lasted until April, but, you know. No, there's nothing nothing going on right now uh, in terms no, of banners. None of them going on right now. Yeah. All right, well, what do you uh, got for summoning? Well, uh, I did hop into the Blazing Blade banner just to get any unit, and I had my usual, we'll go ahead and call it luck, because it technically is luck, uh, with the four-star focus unit, and got a five-star version of them. I mean, I... Guess it's luck. It saves me feathers, but you know he's the one I would have rather have gotten a four star, so I could have had a five star running. Um, after watching through Layla's story and forging bonds and reading up on her, I did get an itch to try and get her, and I did manage to see succeed without too much hassle. Uh, then the day of the special heroes banner dropped, and I had some of the weirdest luck on free summons that day. I got a Dancing Reinhardt from the Double Special Heroes banner. Uh, on the Daily Bound Hero Battle banner for that day, I ended up getting a Kyria. Uh, so an off-focus unit there. And on the um, ticket for the Brave banner, Brave Hero Fest banner that was running that day, I managed to get a Brave Roy. Um, I did actually hop back into the Double Special Hero banner. I forgot to jot this in the notes, but I did hop back in there and uh, managed to get Wolt, the one 
special hero I had been missing since he was on there. Uh, as for the Crom banner, I dove in uh, pretty heavily and managed to get a Fina fairly early. Uh, she was I was kind of half pulling for her anyway because she was new to me, so not complaining there. Uh, I got a Fallen Corrin chaser when I got her, uh, finishing out that ring. Uh, then I ended up getting a Sothis Pity Rake on my hunt for Crom uh, on a ring with no blues. Uh, but I did finally get Crom without uh, much, too much hassle of getting any blue pity breaks. That's not bad. So that's a good run. Yep. You had a you had a productive couple weeks when it comes to summoning. Uh, yep. I did not. Um, <laughs> I I didn't get anything. Uh, I got well. Uh, sorry, I got one pit, like mm-hmm. one little bone thrown my way, which was a five star Hanoka right off the top of the Blazing Wind banner, uh, Heroes of Blazing Wind that came out, uh, I think, today or yesterday. And, yeah, so I already had her, so it's not like it was a it was a, it was was a a win, so yeah. to speak. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've been, I've been kind of dumping orbs into the Double Special Heroes banner. I'm up to 10% now. I'm probably going to finish that out as best I can, if I can. Um, I think I was going... I only had one missing hero on it so i've been pulling blue which is uh summer levitane i have all the other ones i think and my luck was just so strong with the first one that i figured hey this is probably a good one because i think i got two five stars from the first one on on my final ring so it doesn't look like i'm going to be getting crom uh anytime soon unfortunately yeah since you probably spent all your orbs over there yeah and uh i've got nothing else coming my way nothing big anyways yeah, I'm sure your wallet appreciates your method more than my wallet appreciates mine. Yeah, I. this is a good transition. Speaking of wallets, this was the week I subscribed to the Fae Pass, as I said I would, close to the conclusion of uh, Resplendent Lynn being available. Uh, as everybody knows, okay. I, 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 want, I wanted that, uh, so I did it. And... My my immediate thoughts are, yeah, the Resplendent Heroes are cool, but I'm still kind of, I don't know about it. I think, like, the first two were pretty strong, for me anyways, like Lynn, obviously, and then Resplendent Cordelia, it essentially fixes her art. I wasn't a big fan of her, her art, uh, her original art, so that's a good win. But um, the, the one that they announced for March, which I don't know if we've talked about, and we can talk about it here, because it... I don't know if we have it in our notes, um, which is Ike. Ike is going to be the next Resplendent Hero available March 10th. And I don't know, like, I'm not a big fan of Ike. Ike looked fine to begin with. He's got plenty of versions. I mean, you could say the same thing about, about Lynn, of course, but I don't know. Like, do, do you feel like another Ike is, or that Ike is special enough that you're like, oh, man, sure glad I waited to get the 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 three heroes instead of the two from Fey Pass, right? Well, I didn't. You didn't. I'll probably no. wait till part way through like, to do it because I just like to get everything. Right. Um, my biggest complaint about the Fay Pass or the Resplendent Heroes, the Fay Pass, there's plenty of other complaints that I think should not be locked behind the actual Fay Pass. Uh, well, uh, we'll touch on that a bit later. Um, is that. I even forgot what I was saying. Yeah, something about resplendent heroes. Something bad about them, I guess. 
Um, I honestly don't remember. Well, what do you think? Think is meh. Yeah, it's... I guess I'm just. Oh, I remember now. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. Um, it's the way they handle the costumes. Okay. Is they're not a per unit; they're a per character system. Hmm. So, I don't know if you've looked at it, but. When you get the resplendent version of a hero, you get a um, all versions of that hero change to that outfit, and you can go into the outfit thing and change all versions of that hero to the old outfit if you would like. Um, so to say that Lynn got another version here, she didn't because you can't have a base Lynn anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you can't have both a base Lynn and a resplendent Lynn in your barracks. Yeah. Yeah. And part of me wishes that I could have a, you know, copy of Lynn that was the base Lynn and a copy of Lynn that was the resplendent Lynn. You know, even though they are the same character. I feel I I I, I mean I I do so. I see where you're coming from on that and and you're right like it's kind of it replaces your original Lynn, and I mean, one could say you're eventually going to get down to a hero that they're aka replacing and the original art is is cool, and you're good with it and you kind of would rather have, have both, I guess, sitting around. I mean, it's a minor it's a minor thing. It's like when you for example, Heroes of the Storm which is another game that I'm familiar with in which I would buy costumes when, when the game was running at full speed uh, you, you only equip the costume and you have it and that's one at a time like you don't lose the hero you just change what it looks like for that match and i mean you could look and at it the same way technically not losing the hero here no and you're not yeah for, for sure outfit, it's it's and you know it's a little more buried it's not it's not like you have uh the, i was just kind of looking at how you get to it and it's it's pretty it's it's not buried it's just it's not re- as really available as that example of buying costumes i i i think if they if they did the costume route and they were like okay now lynn's got two different costumes then i'm like okay this is a bit much you know it's it's a lot to deal with and that's kind of where i was going there was a part of me that was hoping that they would start for whether it was for tempest trials forging bombs or just certain quests that they'd start offering you know, potentially offering different costumes, maybe not as thorough as the resplendent heroes without new art, but maybe a different outfit they could wear. You know, a different sprite. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I wonder if that that is like okay, resplendent heroes is is looking at our our, G, our generation one heroes and and saying here's some new stats and here's a new look, but everything yeah. else we're talking about that is just a special hero or an alternate, right? Like. I, yeah, I, I think like they've got a right now they've got a pretty clear path forward on what they're looking to do. But I, I guess the resplendent heroes to me is just it, it's like everything else in the Fey Pass. Um, well, actually, here, here's the thing: the resplendent heroes is totally a cosmetic thing, and if it weren't for the boosts, because the boosts don't to me don't really matter. I, I get it; like it's two plus stats for every or two to every stat, and then you know, all that other, uh, and then, well, yeah, that two, two to every stat. And that's a big deal. Um, but to me, it's cosmetic, you know, I don't need my Lynn mm-hmm. to be 
plus two to each stat. Like, that's fine. It's just a cosmetic thing to me. I know deep down there are that change to stats, but I I look at this fade pass and it's, it's kind of all over the place because here's the other thing too. I think I've ruined the game for me and then I actually finished a forging bonds without breaking a sweat and I'm just mm-hmm. never going to be able to do that again uh with, with when it well, without you the might fate pass. if your fate pass aligns if you yeah oh oh god yeah no for sure like if i'm subscribed to the fate pass and let's be you honest here the next forging bonds you should be good with yeah I, i've got i got at least another 25 days but but my thinking is um right now my thinking for the fate pass is i will subscribe whenever there's a hero that really jumps out at me and i don't know if i would have subscribed for cordelia i think that was just a happy uh a happy accident not a happy accident but just good timing because it was attached to to lynn and i even you even saw there that i was able to wait right until the very end just to get those three heroes i wouldn't sub for ike um but i look at the i look at the perks that are with the fade pass with the with the auto start that is now and i have to be careful here it might be essential for me to to enjoy those modes in the game. It's not going to ruin the whole game for me. It's just forging bonds is now impossible for me without the fate pass because it's like, oh, that was much more fun. I got to enjoy the whole story without feeling like I was sitting there tapping and grinding. And it just, it felt so, and that's exactly goes back to our original thoughts of like, man, they have to make this available in some capacity to, to freemium people. Uh, and and I think they've shown they're listening, but at best I think they've fixed a glitch when we talk about the new version update. That's fixing yeah, a glitch. Not that's sure not sure if that's you know, I'm I need to see more from them before I accept that they're actually listening. Exactly. Yeah, like I like I said, uh, I think it's that's it, them addressing. Going back going back to the original question. Sure. Ike is meh. I didn't even I looked at his little sprite and his outfit. And I wasn't even sure how, if at all, it had changed. Okay, yeah, see, me too. So, I thought, I thought maybe I was, I was crazy. And, and you're right. You're totally right. I don't with, know. With Cordelia, especially with her weird, I don't want to say truly effed up art, because an artist really drew that and had some feelings behind it. I, in theory, but with her weird original art, it was far more noticeable and Lynn's change was far more noticeable with the blue and everything. But Ike looks like Ike. I didn't even realize that was the actual resplendent outfit that he was wearing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I kind of looked at it and I was like, Oh, uh, and I definitely agree that Ike fits for a new spell for his outfit, you know, I mean, if nothing else, Ike, it's nice that you're getting an Ike for if you did not have an original Ike, you now have a original Ike. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just look at the options so far. You've got Lynn, you've got Cordelia, and you've got Ike. Lynn being a very popular character, Ike being a popular character, Cordelia being a let's fix this art character. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people were very vocal about, mm, you know, OG Cordelia. Oh, yeah. Cordelia looks a little weird. I was watching. Yeah, FateTuber in his reaction to the Fate channel. And the moment they said that Cordelia was the second one, he was sold on at least one month of uh, Fate Pass. So, yeah, well, I will. He's been um, begging for that art update for her. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there are some other heroes in there. I mean, if we get a resplendent Ellywood, I'll sub. 
Oh yeah. We need to respond in our way. I'd be surprised <laughs> if he becomes the um one after if he's the one after Ike. Yeah. Because if you look at the pattern, it's been one five star only and one four star or one not only uh-huh. five star. You know. Never thought about that. That's a good call. Uh yeah, well I'll um and, Yeah, with only three, it's not really a set pattern yet. It but... is now. You've called it and now it's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, we, we got Ike coming in a couple weeks as well as uh Kranya, Grand Hero Battle Revival starting on the second. Yeah, I wonder what game the um February sixth or March sixth units might be from. Hmm. Uh the Coliseum quests are starting on the fifth. Uh those new heroes uh with their banner and login bonus, as well as a forging bonds, all starting on the sixth. Uh, with the same day being a special orb promo running. Um, so at this point, the calendar does cut off at that point, so we don't know what's going on after that. But most likely we will see Lysithia and the rest of them uh, coming in on the 6th. Cool. That's great stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've got, man, we've got a good chunk of news to talk about as we catch up from last week. And then we got some drops, droplets, I'd say. Uh, Eddie, why don't you kick us off with uh, the Hero Rises 2020 voting gauntlet that's in the game now? Yes. Yes. The most exciting news. Mm. If you thought pure randomness from last year's Hero Rises winning unit was great last year, have we got a deal for you? There's a voting gauntlet running on. Uh, Mythic Altina, New Year's Alphonse and Sharena, Mythic Sothis, Legendary Leap, Winter Sothis, Legendary Azura, Legendary Alm, and Edelgard were the top eight uh, from the poll. Or the, yeah, the poll. Uh, the 1.1 bonus is not active. Uh, if you use the same units as the army you joined, it does end on the fifth. Uh, round one might be over by now. It is, oh, yeah, round one is over, and Edelgard's been knocked out, uh, as well as uh, Mythic Soth, no, Christmas Soth, Winter Sothis is knocked out. Um, Okay. I know New Year's Alphonse and Sharina are in there, Mythic Altina, obviously, Legendary Leaf, Uh, I I don't know of uh, all the So did Azura or Sothis make the... Uh, I don't remember, I can check it, um... I can't check yeah. it right now, but uh, yeah, it's 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 quite the. So here's the thing: the Reddit subreddit, the face subreddit, was very happy. Uh, they they banded together. Edelgard did not make it past the first round. That was sort of their goal. So I think right now we're looking at probably Mythic Altina being the strong winner. If not, maybe Legendary Leaf. I, I'd be fine with that. Um, uh, Alphonse was up against Azura, so Azura was knocked out. So. Mm-hmm. Regular Sothis, Mythic Sothis, whatever you want to call her, uh, Legendary Leaf, Altina, and Alphonse are the top four. It, for me, it's just with the pity break, pity break, or pretty pity rates running. It doesn't matter which you want, unless you really manage to band everyone together. You're Guy could randomly root, lose because they got the other side had a pity rate on the last hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I switched over, so I, I guess full disclosure, I went, I went with Edelgard. I don't have Edelgard yet, so I was kind of like, okay, 
maybe maybe I'll do this. And then I realized, oh, okay, shouldn't go against the combined force of the internet. Um, she was uh, destroyed handily. So I, sw- I think I swapped over to New York, or New York, New Year's uh, Alphonse and Sharina. Because again, I don't have that unit either. Um, mm-hmm. But the way things are shaking out now, like I think... I think I'm like 50-50 now and getting a hero that I didn't have before. So I don't have Legendary Leif uh, and I don't have New Year's uh, Alphonse. Um, okay. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at 50-50 now in terms of, because that's my goal. I, I want, I don't do fodder. I don't do, you know, strategic merging, although I guess I could. But I mean, if I got a mythic Altina, I just, I just plus one my current Altina because she is a powerhouse, right? Yeah. I mean... I don't min max like you. I, you know, I have all the characters, so that doesn't all the characters that were on this, so that doesn't factor in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not hardly upset that Aelgard was knocked out because she is in the normal pool. Yeah, that's a good point. None of the rest are in the normal pool, so any of them would be fine. And it's this is a great thing to get new players a powerful character that they especially if they're doing free to play might not have a good chance of getting you know so Altina is a good powerful character I think the Alphonse are all good powerful characters so you know I'm fine with whoever wins I'll admit I didn't even participate in the first round I oh. should pick someone and hop in for this round but. well I'm thinking I'm I- I'm now thinking that Altina might might make it because you're right. Like if you're looking at a strong character to give someone um, that's brand new to the game, that's a solid uh, that's a solid addition to your collection. Once again, it being a voting gauntlet, Altina could be in the lead till the last second and get knocked out. So, mm-hmm. well, we shall see. Uh, we also got details on the March version update. It's uh, it's got that uh, combat manuals thing and divine codes and all that fun stuff. Um, yep. com- uh, we got compile combat manuals and divine codes. Uh, ephemera. More on that in a little bit. I was pronouncing ephemera. 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 Ephem- ephemera is yeah, definitely how it's how it's said. Uh, the current codes are the divine codes, and the monthly ones are called eph- ephemera. It was it ephemera. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, that's how I'm pronouncing it in my head. We haven't heard it. I think that's accurate. Ephem- ephemera. Yeah, that's that's a real word. So I'm going to go with that, uh, which seem to have a month tag to them. For example, the March ones are going to have a three, and the April ones look to have a four, and can be used up until the 28th of the month after you earn them. No word on if they will be usable for next year, but then again, we have a year before that is even a consideration. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on this divine codes? This is the thing or the, the combat the compile combat manuals was the thing where it's like, you got to work through a chain to, to, it's yes. a skill shop essentially, but it's like, there's a lot of sort of grinding in it. I don't know. That sounds weird. Well, um, there is the chains, which is weird. Uh, what we still don't know is if you can buy additional copies of a unit along the path. Or if you have to finish and start over again, um, you know, or is it limited to only one copy period of that character ever until they start a new path for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
I mean, we don't know any of those details, and that'll determine how annoyed, for lack of a better way to phrase it, I am with the mode. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a great way to get skills if you need them. It's a great way to get uh, merges if you want them. Um, like, for example, uh, for the Ephemera for March, Ephemera 3, uh, you can get uh, Spring Camillo, Spring Kagero at 5-star, uh, Barsh, Shauna, Sylvia, Oscar, and Soleil as well uh, with um, with the Ephemera until April 28th. And if you have a Spring Kagero and you really wanted to boost her up to plus 10 or one of her skills was something you wanted to give to, say, your... Um, Think she's a flying unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you she wanted is. to give to uh, your, you know, flying Azura or something, I, I don't know if we even have a flying Azura, but uh, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a, I think legendary Azura is is flying. Yeah, is she, she had a skill you wanted to get to legendary Azura that you know, and Spring Kagero is easier than hunting down some other five stars walked behind. It's a nice thing to add. Yeah. I here's the thing. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um I completely missed the I completely missed the mark on this as in that I thought it was a skill shop. I didn't realize it was literally a it, like when you think combat manual, I just realized that you're getting the whole hero combat manual in the sense that I can now merge uh if I wanted to, my spring Camilla or my spring Kagero or so on and so forth. So there... Or you can upgrade the, I mean, not that it's hard to get them, but you could upgrade the Barshana, Sylvia, and all that. Right. Because you know, those come at four star, you could upgrade them to five star and merge them up. I guess I got to see what this is like. Because, uh, so if you're getting, so here's here's my question, and maybe we don't know. Um, Divine Codes, sure, that's like a, uh, that's like a thing that's going to exist, and it's going to be a standing sort of offer, and it's always in the game. But then you got Ephemera divine codes the the monthly ones can i do i just get one copy of each hero in the chain for the ephemera or can i push it all towards getting so a bunch of straight spring camilla the ephemera are not a chain okay the ephemera are just kind of like a standard buy this combat manual shop um the ephemera you do not have to uh, buy all of them in a set order. Right. Um, okay. So I could just put... those ones are purchasable this month. Right. So I could put all my ephemera three into getting a bunch of spring Kageros and merge yeah, them up. Um, spring Kagero and spring Camilla, the five star manuals will be 300 uh, ephemera apiece. And the other five units will be a hundred ephemera piece. So, um, you know, I don't know. We that's the other thing is we still don't know how you get the monthly codes. Uh, whether they'll just be added to everything, whether they'll be a set of quests, or any of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't double checked the uh, quests for this month to see if ephemera are are on there at all. Um, and it did note that, uh, define codes, uh, 
No, it's talking about how uh, Divine Codes Ephemera will be available through various events in the future. So we don't, we don't know. Uh, we we do know we're getting one not... for March, right? So we should yeah. have something okay. in our inventory. Uh, well, we'll be getting fifteen hundred basic Divine Codes uh, when you enter the compile screen for the first time. Once the um, thing hits, uh, starting with the um, Mjolnir's, or starting with the season starting uh, Tuesday, you will also be received as rank rewards in Ether Raids and Tier Rewards in Arena. We'll be hmm. getting more Divine Codes in there. Right. Um, I mean, 1500 isn't... 1500 is enough to like get in there and test it because... It, it is. Uh, we don't know how much the first one is, but it looks like it's about 400. Yeah, it starts Divine with 400. Codes. And then all the way to 2,000. That's the chain. So 400, yes. 800, 1,200. So you will only be able to buy like a couple's going in. I mean, you, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to yeah. see. They say to max it out 6,000 defined codes for an entire branch. Which makes sense. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, of course, it's it's a it's in a you know it's a it's a side feature. It's for those that want to kind of delve in. It's another currency. Um, it, it just goes to show his intelligence system is is very interested in in currencies when uh, when it suits them. <laughs> Maybe not when it allows them to pull yeah. a feature out of a fay pass, but we shall see. Um, you know, it's also got the yeah, standard the sort of additions to the to the version update with the weapon refinery update uh gray tobin yagen and olwyn are all getting a refine only or is that uh olwyn's the only one getting a refine only. okay everyone else is getting a new weapon in refines for it okay so yeah gray tobin and yagen are getting new weapons and olwyn's getting a refine cool stuff uh ether raids and mjolnir strike building upgrades so nothing nothing crazy to write you know write home about here uh, heroic Grail editions with Travant, King of Thracia, and Hitsuki finding a path. So you're going to get your, uh, um, what's that, uh, oh, wow. Tokyo Mirage Sessions character. If you missed him or looking to plus plus him a bit, you can go there. A uh, couple of little additions. We'll start with the with the easy one that won't really inspire conversation. The no duo skill animation will be added to the options menu, so you can turn that off if you're sick of seeing uh, super cute Hector and super cute Lelina high five and then do something cool. Um, you're a monster, but uh, also well, also if you're trying to speed things up, I know. you know if you're trying to grind and don't have auto start. That's true. I'm just giving people a hard time because uh, that animation does get long in the tooth. Uh, but I guess the, aren't using auto battle because it automatically de doesn't use it in auto battle. But Yeah, it doesn't, which is unfortunate because it's pretty pretty critical skill. Um, but, but the thing we should discuss for a little bit here is uh, the one thing people were frustrated with the Fey Pass is that if you weren't a subscriber, it still showed you that you completed the quests in the little sort of unclaimed quests uh, notification. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the one thing. Well, okay. One of, one of the things. The things uh, is that the number of completed Fey Pass quests, if you're not a Fey Pass holder, uh, will no longer show uh, in the in the number of, of quests. I, re I read that weirdly. So if you're not a Fey Pass holder, 
then the number of completed Fey Pass quests that usually shows up above the fountain will not include the number of completed Fey Pass quests. So, essentially, if you don't have the Fey Pass and you haven't completed any quests other than the Fey Pass quests, they will not. You will not have a notification that you're missing a quest or you have a quest to collect. Yeah. So I, I that, you know. As I was alluding to earlier, I I think that's a that that's a that's a glitch fix. Honestly, like they, I'm not saying they meant to leave it in. It certainly felt gross that they left it in. Um, the fact that they've patched it, I think, is a is a solid sort of bug fix. But I'm I not wouldn't even sure it's necessarily a glitch or a bug per se. It's just an interaction they didn't fully think of. Yeah, I. I mean, I, but I would qualify it. Like, this isn't them patching or addressing a lot of the concerns of the Fey Pass. This is, at best, a bug fix. Because that... that uh, Oh, yeah. I, I, consider, I considered it a bug. In the sense that I didn't, you know... I don't think... I think Fey... Fire Emblem Heroes is a very generous game. And the Fey Pass is definitely something that, that kind of flies in the face of that. And that, that, that quest notification thing, that... That was a step over the line, you know, one of the steps over the line. And the fact that they're addressing it is, I think, good. But I don't think the Fey Pass itself flies in the face of that. It's their implementation of the Fey Pass and some of the features on it, or that they've locked some of the features to it, that flies in the face of the game being generous, per se. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I understand what they have the Fey Pass for, why they want the Fey Pass. They want a, they are hoping for some level of consistent income for the game. Yeah. However, the fact that they're locking basic quality of life things that should be available to everyone behind it is what kind of irks me, as well as power spikes with the ability to support additional units. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah. We'll 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 definitely see if we we get some if we don't see some changes to Fey Pass in the next I'd say couple months. I don't think we're seeing anything until like the year mark where they where they kind of add. I mean, I don't. Here's the thing. I, I really honestly I don't see them removing stuff from the Fey Pass or giving it away for free. I see them adding to the Fey Pass. Their own that's all they're gonna do is just keep adding to it. Um I don't I don't believe they're going to take things out of it and give it away for free. That's just my two cents that I'm just kinda thinking off off the top of my head. I think And if they do that, they're gonna have people complaining about it as long as it exists. I and I mean it was they were introducing a subscription. We all knew as soon as they did that, people were gonna complain. Um it's it it's i think it's just uh it's the it's the nature of subscriptions right but it it and i can't think of any i can't think of any times where it hasn't received a large outcry but i don't think it always necessarily receives as large of an outcry cuz of what they put behind it it's it's not the amount of stuff in my mind that's the issue with the fay pass for some people it might be, but it's, you know, certain features and, you know, upon looking at it and realizing that summoner support is a stat boost, 
remembering that summoner support is a stat boost, even though I don't use and ignore my summoner support. You know, but it is a stat boost for people who use it like that. Um, it just, you know, it's giving power spikes, so it's making not 100% pay to win, but making some things a bit more pay to win. And simple quality of life features that many other games have are locked behind it. And if it's not the amount of stuff, it's what they're doing, what they're locking. Yeah. So if they never re- if they never give a free version, uh, auto start. You know, I could see them never removing summoner support. Either, mm-hmm. I mean, the most I could see them doing is making, and I don't see them doing this because then it would give summoner support no reason for existing. Most I could see them doing is either making it so you can only. Uh, give the stat boost to one summoner support, or just removing the stat boosts altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I again, I just um, this is early days for Fey Pass, and I think we've got a couple months before we can we can really see whether they're going to make some changes based on feedback. So we'll see how things go, and we'll continue to to keep an eye on it, and we've we'll certainly continue to share our thoughts on it. Um, but let's, uh, let's move into the new heroes. We did get new heroes, um, shortly, I think shortly after we last recorded. So, uh, we're running a bit behind in terms of talking about these heroes, but they are in the game. You can summon them and they are the dread isle banner. We got lots to go through. So let's jump in here. Starting with the video before we last recorded, we just didn't have the heroes in yet. Yeah. 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 We did. We did get the video. And I believe uh, they were put in the game shortly after. So in Blazing Blade, we knew that. And, and that was kind of leaked as well because there was a, what was it the Chapter 4 badge art or something that was kind of put yep. on the website? The achievement art on the Google Play Store, I think it was. Mm, Google, what are you doing? All right. Uh, I've done this multiple times before. So. <laughs> this is not new. You think Nintendo would be like, hey, Google... Maybe go with this one, which is just like a, a fey icon, and then swap it out. Or don't put the achievement in until the characters are in. True. Very true. Can't win them all. Um, well, speaking of the leak, let's talk about Nils, the bright bard. Nils and his sister Ninian share a mysterious power. And because of this, they were targeted by the Black Fang, a group of assist- ass- assistants. Yeah, <laughs> a group of assistants. No. <laughs> No, a group of assassins. Yes, they were targeted. They really wanted to make sure they had everything they needed and were yeah. very organized. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you save that as a word uh, doc X or a dot doc? Because, you know, we have clients that don't know how to open doc docs X's. So let me take care of that for you. Group of assassins. Uh, <laughs> as a blue dragon infantry, that mysterious power is manifested as frost breath, which grants resistance plus three and at start of turn or when play is used, inflicts attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance minus four on closest foe within three spaces of unit through their next action. And if foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. Uh, Nils has a new skill in the B slot called Even Pulse Tie 3, where at start of even-numbered turns, if foe with the lowest HP has its special ready, and unit's HP is greater than or equal to that foe's HP plus one, 
inflict special cooldown count plus two on that foe, um, which cannot exceed the foe's maximum special cooldown. Rounding out his kit is play as an assist, HP slash defense two in the A slot, and infantry pulse three in the C slot. Uh, so as alluded to, this is the uh, Nils was on the character uh, or the chapter four achievement art, and uh, yeah, yes. we get uh, Ninian's brother Nils in the game. Yep, finally joins the game. So nice to have him. I did not get him. Uh, I wasn't. I was summoning everything but uh, what was it? Green. Mm-hmm. No, green was there. Everything but red. Uh, but did not get him. Um. <laughs> I can hear your cat. It's a dog. But it's a dog? Oh, mom's... man, I thought it was a cat. I'm watching my mom's dog. He was whining at me for some reason. Oh, okay. I thought it was just a, yeah, it sounded like a meow a little bit. Anyways, you write in. You let me know. Was it a cat or a dog? I mean, I believe Eddie now that he said it's a dog, but am I crazy? Uh, anyways. Uh... Well, that That isn't related to the chat discussion we were having. <laughs> No, it's not. Me being crazy has nothing to do with the recording of this show. But, um, so it's nice to have him. Um, you know, he was one of the other stories that was had me digging into the storylines in the game, and um, or one of the other characters that had me digging into the storylines of the game because I did not remember much of his story, and Mm -hmm. his reactions made me find something, you know, investigate something because of something I understood or thought was possible for Binding Blade that would not be possible based on the way his story was talking. Hmm. But, yeah, there was some stuff in there where he was, he was like, trying to protect his older sister, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, it's a many-year-old game, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. But yeah, go ahead. Near the end of the game, Ninian does get killed. Uh, but something else that happens even later on brings her back to life. So he's trying to prevent her from getting killed. In um, the first place. Right. Yeah. Like, I had heard that Ninian could be Roy's father. I'm like, if she can, if she gets killed, how could she be his father? And Mother. You know, after she gets resurrected, it, she if she has enough support with uh, Ellywood, she can stay and have a short, shortened life with him. And be Roy's father, so. Mother. Yes. <laughs> you said father a couple times. Like, yes. Indian is a, she's a dragon, but, spoiler alert. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and, you know, um, Blazing Blade is an interesting one. Uh, an interesting game that, oh, yeah. I, that I hope we get to play on the show at some point. Because it's, it's literally my favorite. I have the most nostalgia for it. And I'm even feeling some of that nostalgia by playing through Sacred Stones. Because, again, Sacred Stones borrows heavily from Blazing Blade. It's the, it's, it's the same engine. It, it must be. Um, a lot of shared animation, stuff like that. But yeah, uh, the next character here, Wrath, is also another one that kind of jumps out at me. As, as I'm being oh, yeah. very nostalgic about because I remember him from the game. As opposed to all the yeah, other characters. Like for me, um, the thing I remember the most is Lynn's story, which is the first 10 or so chapters of the game. Um, then you jump to Ellywood, and then I think you can play through Hector's story afterwards, which is a harder version of the Ellywood story. 
Um, but yeah, Wrath was in Lin's story. Uh, Wrath, the wolf of Sase or Sake. Uh, Wrath is the son of the chieftain of the Katola tribe who was banished from his village at four because a prophecy said he would need to leave the village to stop the burning. Uh, he finally appears in Fey as a green cavalry bow unit and is a four star focus unit on this banner. He wields a slaying bow, which speeds up his special cooldown and gains an additional four attack when upgraded to the plus five vert or the slaying bow plus version at five stars. He does actually come with a new skill uh, in speed res form, uh, which at tier three, uh, which you can get at. Uh, four stars, you can get him up to tier 3 of this skill. Uh, you speed resistance plus X during combat, where X is 1 plus the number of allies within 2 spaces times 2. Uh, max of 7. Um, he also comes with Glimmer and Defense Smoke, uh, with Defense Smoke 3 being locked to 5 stars. Hmm. So... Yeah, like I said, I remember him pretty clearly from Blazing Blade, and it's it's good that he's in the game. And uh, it, you know, we got his daughter first, right, Sue, and and now yeah, we have his daughter who doesn't care about him. Yeah, he. What is it? The fact that she just doesn't mention him, or is is that canon? Yeah, it's that she doesn't mention him. Um, it's possible they didn't have his name yet at the time of when they created her, and they just keep that. Uh, with her, uh, you know, her um, uh, worship or her. Well, I, maybe you know. wrath isn't mentioned in in uh, in Binding Blade because exactly his okay. Name that's what you're getting at. Existed yet? That's what I was. Oh, at. Like oh, okay. Sorry. Her that's... and her grandfather or wrath's father. But... Yeah, because Dayan is is meant is, yeah. is is from Binding Blade. Like he's mentioned. Uh... Yes, he's mentioned by Sue. I believe he's mentioned. I haven't actually played Binding Blade, but I mean, Sue I. definitely heavily mentions Dayan, but ignores Wrath. Uh, but Binding or Blazing Blade, uh, where Wrath existed, came out after uh, Binding Blade, and since they had already set up Dayan as her grandfather, uh, they created her father here. So that would be my guess of how that happened, but. I just like to rib at it that she doesn't care about her father at all because she never talks about him. No. She only talks about her granddad. Yeah. Well, so. it is interesting. Um, and uh, I'm glad Wrath's in the game. And he, and you mentioned this, he's the four star focus, right? So he's the yep. easiest one to get. Yep. And I managed to get him at five stars again. Oh, well, there you go. You're on a roll. <laughs> No four stars for you. Sure, we can call it that. Yeah, we we could call it that. I would have that. much rather have gotten them at four stars. True. But it saved me some orbs when going after uh, Layla later on. And how. Uh, let's talk about Flora, Airborne Warrior. The land Fiora. Of... Fiora? Did I say... Oh, my. You're right. That is an I. Sorry, my monitor's farther away from me. Uh, Fiora, Airborne Warrior. The land of Ilya. Or is it Aya, Aya, Aya? Oh, I don't know. No, it's definitely the land of Ilya. Uh, in northern Alib, or is it Eeb? No, I'm just kidding. In northern Alib, is known for, that's the last one, I promise, is known for its outstanding Pegasus Knights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's here's Fiora, Fiora, 
one of Ilya's best. This blue lance flyer wields guard lance plus, which inflicts special cooldown charge minus one on foe per attack during combat. Only the highest value applies and does not stack. Fiora has a new skill in the B slot called Pegasus Flight 3, where at start of combat, if unit speed is greater than or equal to foe's speed minus 7, inflicts penalty on foe's attack slash defense during combat equal to 50% of difference between resistance uh, stats, I'm guessing, maximum penalty of minus 7. Uh, rounding out her kit is Iceberg as a special and Fury 3 in the A slot. Um... The only thing I have to add to this is if you do play through the Forging Bonds and you experience Fiora's um, story where she runs around with Fjorm trying to find people who are in love, um, I don't know if there's something something going on. I don't remember anything in Blazing Blade where she was just like totally against people being in love, but she's totally against people being in love and uh, she should, she should, uh, she should be talk to you about that because honestly it was a bit of a buzzkill it came off to me of repress repress repressing her feelings for who i can't remember Well, in this instance fjorn but uh jealous it felt more like jealousy of love and especially with her leading her baiting questions towards fjorn at the end and her citizens of doing this with fjorn kind of felt like she wished that Fjorm would show share those uh, feelings that she was trying to stop. Hmm. And I don't know for sure. I haven't played through, so I don't know. And this game is old enough that even if she was written as closeted lesbian, it would have been very closeted. You know? But it definitely felt like she definitely wished that Fjorm reciprocated similar feelings that she was trying to stop. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't gather that at all. But maybe I was reading more into it than was there. But if nothing else, it definitely felt felt like she was jealous of those in love, and she had latched onto a being in love is dangerous on the battlefield as a reason to try and stop other people from being in love. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Whether whether the Fjorm stuff is in my head or not, uh, you know, definitely felt she was very much against being in love. Yeah, okay, I can kind of see, I can kind of understand where, where you're coming from in that um, she was against people being in love because she was, she was trying to hold back uh, her feelings that may not have been... Yeah, reciprocated either by, you know, Fjorm or, or whoever. But it, it just it was it was kind of wild and, and out of out of left field. And I think people uh, who are who have Blazing Blade more front of mind, or maybe they look it up and they let us know. Because I, I usually when we have these conundrums, it's like, oh yeah, this is because of that, and it actually uh, is a you know a deep reference to this really obscure fact and and some and that's why i love the forging bond stuff because it gives them an opportunity to explore some story that maybe wasn't front and center in the games or isn't front and center in sort of the fandom uh in in sort of the story that kind of pushes forward and 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 continues to to be front front of mind i guess so uh looking forward to that for sure yep 
We got uh, we got Leela, Rosa yes, Midfing. Layla, Rosa Layla. Midfing. Layla. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was trying to look up and see if I could remember what made me think that she was after Fjorm with Fiora. Uh, it was the line where she was saying, if there's for someone, you know, you seem very knowledgeable about love. Is there someone who's caught your eye? Someone you're developing feelings for as we speak? Kind of made me feel like she was hoping Fjorm was developing feelings for her. Uh, but going on to Layla, uh, she is a spy in the um, employ of Hector and Ostia, like Matthew, for whom she has romantic feelings towards. Uh, and she finally joins her lover and Faye as a colorless dagger infantry unit. Her weapon, the constant dagger, has the usual dagger 7 debuff and grants her speed plus 3, as well as attack and speed plus five if she initiates combat. Uh, the weapon also has an effect if you have her set up with a support partner, where if she initiates combat and her support partner is within two spaces of her, the foe cannot counterattack, and she swaps places with her support partner. Uh, does not swap if there are multiple support partners in range, which is an interesting thing to know. Uh, she also has a new ruse skill, this one being attack defense ruse, where if an assist skill is used on or by her, uh, the unit, uh, sorry, if is used on or by her foes in cardinal directions of her and her target uh, are inflicted with attack defense minus five and guard, uh, which is the cooldown slow keyword. She also comes with Rally Attack Speed Plus to activate her Ruse skill, uh, Tier 4 of Life and Death, as well as Attack Smoke. Hmm. So, so uh, I, didn't, I don't remember uh, Layla from, from Fire Emblem Heroes at all. Uh, she was not a playable character. Right. Um, I read up on her in... Uh, it emphasizes that she was in love with uh, Matthew, and um, when you encounter you encounter her a couple times, but the last time you encounter her, she got caught and killed. Uh, and Matthew tells if Matthew's alive, he tells Hector he was going to ask her to marry him. Hmm. So, which is why in his forging bonds he's so awkward because i'm guessing this version of matthew is from a time after he found her dead in the woods killed by the by nurgle or one of the villains yeah yeah that, I, that would explain why i don't really remember because in, in all intents and purposes it's kind of kind of a throwaway uh not a throwaway character obviously meant a lot to yeah. matthew but uh just i don't really i don't remember her at all um, but yeah, her story in terms of her connection to Matthew in the forging bonds was really, was really interesting. And I really liked that and it worked, it worked quite well. And I, I don't, I don't know, like I get the, you know, you obviously get the Rose Among Fangs sort of subtitle now being, having infiltrated the, is it the four yeah. fangs or the black fang? Sorry. Well, the black fang. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's really good. Obviously it's, um, she she looks really cool and and uh as a it, it's nice to see these characters get a second life in this game when they have so little 
involvement in the game they're from. So it's kind of neat to see Matthew's oh, yeah. sort of uh, love interest that, that is... I don't know. She oh, yeah. must be. I, I thought she was playable initially, and then I read up and realized, oh no, she's not playable because she gets killed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I kind of gathered that. Important spy giving them good info until she got caught. But... Yeah, I kind of gathered she was killed just based on the way Matthew, because I don't remember her, her her from the game, but based on her interactions with Matthew, it's like, oh, something oh, bad yeah. happened based, to her. Based on Matthew's reactions to her, it is clear that she got killed. Yeah exactly From no the first one he tries to play it off and that's why i went and read up on her because i'm like i thought she had been a playable character people have been wanting her for a while you know mm-hmm. rightio uh rounding out the dread isles banner we got our grand hero battle heath yes heath uh he is a former knight of burn and a traitor to that country for refusing refusing to kill unarmed innocents uh, and the general who was commanding him branded him and his group as traitors. Uh, he joins Elliewood and Hector when his mercenary commander demands the same of him, uh, killing innocents. Uh, yet he joins heroes as a blue flying lance unit with this grand hero battle. Uh, he has the rider's mane plus weapon, which is effective against cavalry units. Being a grand hero battle unit, he does not have any new skills, but does have a dragon fang. Attack, defense, push, and escape route. I did forget to double check which one was locked to five stars of those. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if they have it in the notes, but I don't know. Neither do I, and I missed him, so. Yeah, you missed him. I I don't know. It's just, it's not my cup of tea, this guy. I don't know. Yeah, I still like to try and get the GHB units and five star them for their conversations yeah no that makes if i sense. never use them otherwise but yeah i'll just have to grab them with grails in a couple months yep no worries no worries uh he'll be there and before you know it time is flying my good sir uh speaking of which we're we're running short on time but we've got a couple more things to get through because we had a legendary hero this week and that legendary hero is Crom. uh can't believe he hasn't been a legendary hero yet but here he is Sorry, no selleth for you. His Eddie. daughter got the legendary treatment first. Yeah, well, Lucina's kind of the more popular. She also got the smash treatment first, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. we know who... he appeared uh, in her ultimate smash when she appeared, or maybe it was Robin's ultimate smash. That he uh, but, yeah. She was, she was a full-on Echo character before he appeared as an Echo character. Mm-hmm. You know it. So. Uh, but aside from Krom... Uh, we have Julia and Azura joining him on the blue. Uh, we have Alm, Legendary Alm, uh, Falling Corin, and Mythic Duma on the colorless uh, colorless pool. Uh, we have Garrett, Legendary Gunthra, and Legendary Lynn in the green, and Legendary er- Erica, uh, Fina, and Mythic Sothis in the red nice so i haven't been pulling on this banner and i don't think sandman put a put a put his thoughts in the discord but i may have stepped away after the fate pass and other stuff yeah yeah um i mean if you look at this i don't know like 
uh, obviously blue for Chrom, but colorless seems pretty strong too with Alm, Duma, and and Corin. I mean, I know a lot of folks probably have a Corin, considering he's been around for the beginning, right? Well, and this is fallen corn. So this is the female corn with the purple flames around. Oh, her. fallen corn. No, it's yeah. So it's not Grima, right? It's it's not Grima. It's the uh, Grima would be Robin. Uh, oh my god! Right. States. Never mind. Okay, yeah. This is corn from chapter six, not fully, or after chapter six, not having learned to control her dragon transformation. Right. No, I was mistaken. I don't know why I I don't know why I mixed those up. Um yeah. Well, it it's a pretty solid. I think it's a solid banner on I haven't been pulling on it, but I think if you're going for blue, I don't have any of those characters, so if I were going blue and I got one of them, I would be cool with that. But uh that's not happening. So no warps. Yep. One thing to note from this is that there are no special heroes on this banner. So it does look like we're going to get like bi-monthly double special heroes banner banners instead of having them on the legendary banners for the future. Hmm. Interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. No, I mean, uh... We just got the double special heroes banner that had, uh, it didn't double check the exact numbers, but I think it had a handful of the units that hadn't been brought back uh, throughout the end of last year. But on this one, we have, uh, you know, Fallen Corn, Jarek or Garrick and Fina are all normal units, not uh, special units, which they had been having at least two of on each banner. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of Krom, Krom crowned Exalt. Krom is a blue infantry archer and is the Prince of Elise, the Holy Kingdom that traces its lineage to the hero Marth. He has a sacred brand that proves his royal bloodline, and he's a hero himself, of course. But this time, he's joining us as a legendary hero with a legendary bow to boot. That legendary bow is Rangrider. Rangrider. That's probably how it's pronounced. Which is effective against armored and flying units, obviously. Grants uh, attack plus three, and if foe's HP is equal to 100% at start of combat, neutralizes penalties on units and inflicts attack slash defense minus six, on foe during combat his sole new skill is an assist called to change fate because there's an exclamation point there which moves target ally to opposite side of unit and grants another action to unit grants uh, attack plus six to unit and pair up cohort if any for one turn and inflicts isolation on unit and pair up cohort if any through the next action rounding out his kit is clone or close counter in the a slot Lull attack slash defense three in the B slot and rouse defense slash resistance three in the C slot. Um, okay, so his uh, to change fate, I noted that as a new skill. It sounds very similar to Lucina's, uh, legendary Lucina. Uh, Lucina's, I believe, was swapped with a ability to act again. Uh, could only do it once per turn. This is reposition with the ability to act again. Uh, so he doesn't move forward, but the, he moves someone to safety mm-hmm. and then can go again. So it's similar but different. And yeah. is the idea that it's and it's the same bow? I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It just looked familiar. Let's see. I don't remember what hers was called. I think it was considered a new one, at least this version of it. 
wouldn't be the first time that you had a um oh i think it just looks similar yeah anyways yeah i don't know it's hard to say um yeah i mean he, he seems like a solid solid character his art looks a little different i would say um something about it just seems a little a little different i think it's maybe the way that it, the character is drawn i like it it's really cool kind of is it the same artist uh speaking of of uh grima is it the same artist as fallen robin or grima robin um might be i'd have to pull that up to double check i just i look at his um, face and the way the character is drawn and i get that sort of feel i guess but it could be it could just be me i don't know uh, you want grima robin nope different artist from fell robin hmm. uh grima robin different artist as well Okay. You know, fell vessel Robin, mythic or legendary evil Robin. It just I don't know. There's something about it. It just jumps out at me. But I, I like the art, don't get me wrong. But um yeah, you know, I, I mean it was a matter of time uh before Chrom was added to the game, right? Like it was it was gonna happen at some point. Yep. Alright. Well it was bound to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. So what about uh legendary banner returns? What do we got coming up? in the next yes. couple months uh we had a interesting set of returns for this one uh, apparently the banner skip or the characters on this banner are skipping a month uh Alm and julia are coming back in may uh and ike who was originally slated to come back in may is moving on uh july, off to july uh yet ike who is not on this banner by the way is the only unit currently known to be in july uh, because while Sothis, Krom, Azura, Lin, and Duma are all returning in June, Erica and Gunthra are actually not going to come back until August. Uh, they're going to skip over July and wait till August to come back. Wow. Can't so, believe we're scheduling August. That's uh, That feels yeah. like forever from now. I don't know. It does, and it was kind of already feeling like forever from now with June and July. Because uh, we're in March. We still don't have the March units out. So we're missing March and April already. Uh, we got some May. Mostly June. And then uh, skipped August. So that's, you know, nearly six months out. It mm -hmm. is six months out from this one. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of heroes so, they're juggling, right? Yep. Which is probably why they're moving the special heroes over to those special uh double hero double special hero banners because that saves them some spaces they only they can do nine legendaries a month mm -hmm. so. indeed well uh that uh that that basically sums up our our new segment a big chunk of content to go through so uh glad you guys stuck with us we're going to close out the show with Wishlist and then call it there. So we'll return to the Outrealm Gate next episode. Uh, we'll keep you posted in the Discord whether we're able to record or not next week. We are hoping it works out based on hotel internet. Hopefully uh, hopefully it works out. But, uh, Eddie, bring us into the Wishlist and then we'll, we'll close up shop. So, yeah, uh, we just got a new Legendary from the Awakening game. And I was wondering what game would you like to see for the April Legendary? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my going to go as crazy to try and predict the actual unit, but yeah, my question was: Do we know the color? Do we have an understanding of what the color will be? Um, if you give me a moment, I can pull up our legendary list and see 
what colors are lacking, if that makes sense. Yeah. So while you're doing that, so, I guess I would say after going with an awakening, like a 3DS era character, I feel like we got to go with a lesser known Fire Emblem game. And if red were a possibility, and doesn't necessarily need to be red, but a lot of people were hoping for Seleth, right? So a genealogy hero. Uh, but I don't know if that was just because of the color we were expecting. And Seleth, I, I don't know much about him other than he's a sword user. So, like, is red an option? Because, like, but then, you know, you look at Krom, he's a sword user, but they made him a blue. Is an option, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got it up here. March, we are expecting, uh, we have two red units listed for March. Uh, with Roy and Altina. We have three blue units with Fjorm, Tiki, and Peony coming in. Uh, we only have one green with Rassir and one colorless with uh, Robin, legendary Grima Robin. Okay, so um, anything is really on, anything's on anything the table. Anything is an option, and I wouldn't mind genealogy, although I would prefer something from uh generation one of genealogy because we did get julia who's a gen 2 genealogy character and and self is gen 2 uh self is gen 2 mm-hmm. uh sigurd would be his father who was the gen 1 ver- uh character so wouldn't mind seeing sigurd or maybe i'm not sure how powerful juan was considered whether he would be qualified for legendary status or not but Hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I again, like I go with I, I, I would love to see a character from a lesser known Fire Emblem game, and and I think, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you you could even you could even throw Sacred Stones in there. I mean, if if there's someone from that game that could be legendary status that hasn't already gotten it, I think they did the two. We got Ephraim and Erica already. Well, yeah, we got Ephraim and Erica. So I don't know who else they would qualify. Uh, whether they want to bring villains in as legendary heroes. Although I still don't know if Leon's the villain or not, but yeah, we haven't quite yeah. got there yet. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you have some thoughts, definitely let us know. Put them in the Discord. Uh, you can go to the Discord, check out Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly/tgi-discord. That's gonna do it for this episode. I really appreciate everybody uh, checking these out, listening through, and uh, I I have started to put time codes. Uh, in in the episode descriptions basically just for games so if you're listening to the show and you only want to hear about you know um non fire emblem heroes stuff well this was a fire emblem heroes episode so probably no time codes in this one because it's all fire emblem heroes all the time uh so uh just keep that in mind but going forward when we talk about sacred stones and fire emblem heroes three or fire emblem three houses we'll put time codes in just so you can kind of jump around if that is your uh fancy uh you can visit us so on the web wanna, oh go ahead uh before we stepped out i did want to quickly mention something um if you want to see more details of this in discord i kind of did a uh brief uh is it worth it type thing of uh the cindered shadows uh in the expansion pass uh, i want to quickly reiterate what i the tldr of it uh, which is if you don't have time or are not able or willing to do another playthrough of Three Houses, the full game, after doing Cinder Shadows, uh, and have not purchased the expansion pass yet, it is 
probably not worth it. Uh, but if you, because uh, a lot of Cindered Shadows is new stuff for the main game. Uh, if you do have time to go back and do another playthrough, uh, if not multiple other playthroughs after going through, it is more than worth it in my opinion. Yeah. But, no, I really appreciated your breakdown, and I think, I think where I landed on it was, I, and I still haven't picked it up. I think where I land on it is, I gotta wait until I have time to play, and so it might might be our game club. Maybe do a Cindered Shadows mini game club first, and then go through the main story of one of the routes. Yeah, I think if Fire Emblem Three Houses, when not if, but when it pops up for game club, I I see myself buying that expansion pass to play through Cindered Shadows. And then have additional content to enjoy while playing through uh, another path for the show. So uh, I will buy it eventually. Um, I, I don't normally buy DLC for the Fire Emblem games. I find the DLC is kind of like um, it's it's uh, it's well, it's fluff. It's added. It's it's just a, it's and, a sprinkling of content that I'm not necessarily interested in. And that's why I say that at the price point, because you cannot buy it separately cinder shadows as just that because cinder shadows itself is more or less just that fluff a side story as it calls itself mm-hmm. um you know on its own is not worth 25 dollars or whatever the expansion pass is but with all the stuff it adds to the main game uh the four new characters the new area the new quests uh the ability to get rid of all those random extra meats and stuff if you've been grinding extra auxiliary battles and all those extra fish that you fished up um you know all this stuff it adds to the main game uh especially the trinket you get for completing cindered shadows uh giving your character a disencounter like the enemies have as well as a bunch of stat boosts is all a lot of worth very much worth it but you know, if you can't play through the main game, the side story on its own is not worth worth it, especially since you can only buy it in the $25 version. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, uh, again, like, I think, I think this DLC pass is a little more um, balanced than, than past DLC offerings, I think, I think. But then you've always been able to purchase them piecemeal in the other games right so there's a there's most of the other games you could purchase some piecemeal Mm -hmm. so i mean it is what it is i think nintendo's been leaning more towards with their expansion passes like it's all or nothing um yeah that kind of irks me because there are some expansion passes where it's like i'm never gonna use half of that because i don't do multiplayer mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna bother buying the luigi's mansion's expansion passes and that's i don't have anyone to play multiplayer with yeah yeah that one feels like it's mostly for multiplayer anyways but you're right i agree that's multiplayer only so i am able to say no i'm not gonna buy this at all Mm -hmm. but there have been some where it's you know oh you're gonna get this multiplayer stuff plus you know some single player stuff and the single player stuff is in my opinion, not enough for the cost of the expansion pass. But I'm never going to touch the multiplayer stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll definitely, you know, chat more about it. And once once we do get around to it for Game Club, we'll, 
We'll obviously talk more about Fire Emblem Three Houses, obviously. Uh, and speaking of Game Club, we'll return with chapters six, seven, and eight of Sacred Stones next week, or next episode, I should say. And uh, that will lead us right up to the point where you choose your route. And as a reminder, we are covering both routes on the show, so we'll determine what that looks like when the time comes in the coming weeks. But uh, stay tuned for that. Really excited. But uh, that, that is going to do it for the episode. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Again, you can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Definitely read through uh, Eddie's notes on his thoughts for Cindered Shadows. I think it's a great write-up in terms of uh, just giving everybody a, a good idea of, of whether it's worth it or not. And there's some good discussions in there on that topic. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, eddie at drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.